I want to read to you the communist coercive methods for eliciting individual compliance. This is from the Biderman Report of 1956. The chart of coercion above is drawn from the Biderman Report on communist brainwashing techniques used by the Chinese and North Koreans on captured American servicemen to make them psychological as well as physical prisoners. Uh, Dr. Uh, Alfred D. Biderman, MA, uh, presented his report at the New York Academy of Medicine on November 13, 1956. So this is a report of how communists brainwash their people, okay? And then right next to it is the COVID-19 restrictions. So you're gonna find this pretty interesting. So the chart of coercion for the communists from 1956 from the Biderman Report says this, isolation deprives individual of social support of his ability to resist, makes individual dependent upon the captor and individual develops an intense concern with self. Now the COVID restrictions, isolation, social distancing, isolation from loved ones, massive job loss, solitary confinement, semi-isolation, quarantines, and uh, isolation camps that are coming, containment camps. Next on the communist side, monopolization of perception fixes all attention upon immediate predicament, frustrates all actions not consistent with compliance, and eliminates stimuli competing with those controlled by the captor. Now the COVID-19 parallel. Monopolization of perception under COVID-19. Restriction of movement. Create monotony or boredom. Prevent gatherings, meetings, concerts, sports, church services, I would add, and dominate all media 24-7 and censor information. Back to the communists. Induced debility and exhaustion. Weakens mental and physical ability to resist, and people become worn out by tension and fear. The COVID parallel, induced debility. Forced to stay at home, all media is negative, not permitted to exercise or to socialize. Back to the communist side. Threats, cultivates anxiety and despair, gives demands and consequences for non-compliance. These are for the captors, the American uh, GIs who were taken uh, hostage and taken captive, POWs. Uh, this is what they did to them. Uh, threats, cultivates anxiety, despair, gives demands and consequences for non-compliance. On the COVID-19 side, threats and intimidation, threaten to close your business, levy fines, predict extension of quarantine, force vaccines, and create containment camps. Back to the communist side, occasional indulgences, provides motivation for compliance, hinders adjustment to deprivation, creates hope for change and reduces resistance. This keeps people unsure of what is happening. Now on the COVID-19 side, occasional indulgences, allow reopening of some, reopening of some stores services, 
Let restaurants open, but only at a certain capacity or only with outdoor dining and so forth. Increase more people allowed to gather. Follow concessions with tougher rules. Back to the communist side. Demonstrate omnipotence. Demonstrates futility of resistance. In other words, you just give up. You're not going to resist anymore. Shows who is in charge and provides positive motivation for compliance. On the COVID side, demonstrate omnipotence. Shut down entire economies across the world. Create money out of nowhere and force dependency. Develop total surveillance with nanochips and 5G technology, which is part of their 2030 agenda. Uh, back to the communist side, degradation. Makes resistance seem worse than compliance. Creates feelings of helplessness. Creates fear of freedom, dependence upon captors. On the COVID side, humiliation or degradation techniques. Shame people who refuse to wear masks. Don't or they don't distance. Make people stand on circles and between lines. Make people stand outside and wait in queues. Sanitation stations in every shop. Uh, back to the communist side. Enforcing trivial demands. Develops a habit of compliance. Demands are made illogical and contradictory. Rules on compliance may change. Reinforces who is in control on the COVID-19 side, enforcing trivial demands. Family members must stand apart. Masks in homes, even when it says sexually intimate. Uh, random limits on people allowed to be together, random limits on people who are allowed to be together, and sanitizers to be used over and over and over again in a day. So this is the communist coercive methods for eliciting individual compliance from the Biderman Report of 1956 alongside the COVID-19 restrictions. It sounds a lot like the same thing to me. Now, the fourth industrial revolution, what it means and how to respond. Again, this is on the World Economic Forum's website. This is a screenshot from the WEF and what they say about the fourth industrial revolution that is coming by 2030, what it means and how to respond. We stand on the brink of a technological revolution that will fundament fundamentally alter the way we live, work, and relate to one another. In its scale, scope, and complexity, the transformation will be unlike anything humankind has experienced before. We do not yet know just how it will unfold, but one thing is clear. The response to it must be integrated and comprehensive, involving all stakeholders of the global polity, from the public and private sectors to academia and civil society. Well, I would say they're pretty well on their way to accomplishing the first stage of this, getting the whole world, the public, the private sectors, academia and civil society, the medical world and everything else to totally buy in to what they are doing to us. Uh, this is another page snapshotted right off of the World Economic Forum's website. Not sure if it's still up, maybe it is. Uh, this is dated the 13th of June, 2019. It says World Economic Forum and the United Nations sign Strategic Partnership 
framework. Um, the UN Forum Partnership was signed in a meeting held at the United Nations headquarters between the UN Secretary General, Antonio Guterres, and the World Economic Founder and Executive Chairman, Klaus Schwab, to accelerate the implementation of the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. So the UN and the World Economic Forum are together on this. The United Nations, all the nations of the world at the UN are represented at the United Nations. So they are partnering with Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, in a partnership in order to achieve the 2030 Agenda that I read to you earlier of what that looks like. The partnership identifies six areas of focus, financing the 2030 Agenda, so the World Bank and the World Economic Forum is gonna provide the money to finance this agenda, uh, climate change, health, digital cooperation, gender equality, interesting, and empowerment of women, uh, education and skills to strengthen and broaden their combined impact by building on existing and new collaborations. Now, the reason that a lot of people believe that they want to put women at the top of corporations, the top of governments, uh, et cetera, um, is because men have a tendency to not just go along with the program. Uh, and, and, you know, a, a male has testosterone and he'll want to fight and he'll want to fight for his sovereign nation and fight for his city and fight for his state and so forth. And what they're uh, basically uh, assuming is that women will go along more with this program. No insult to women. They're looking to promote women at every level of this uh, for their own reasons. They don't tell us the reasons why they want uh, women to pretty much be uh, running a lot of the world at this time but they call it gender equality and empowerment uh, of women. And then uh, the full partnership framework can be found here. No, uh, New York, USA, 13 June 2019, the World Economic Forum and the United Nations signed today a strategic partnership framework um, outlining areas of cooperation to deepen institutional engagement and jointly accelerate the implementation of the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. The framework was drafted based on a mapping of existing collaboration between the two institutions and will enable a more strategic and coordinated approach towards delivering impact. So this, is, uh, this was in uh, June of 2019. They were already planning this six months before COVID-19 came out of nowhere apparently. Uh, and took over the world. Uh, I just found this interesting. This is a, a snapshot of uh, CNN.com, and uh, it says, uh, to feed the world, why not eat bugs? May 3rd, 2019, on CNN.com. You really can't make this stuff up. To feed the world and save the world, they mean, from climate change, we could all just eat bugs instead of eating meat, and we'd save the planet. It says, many insects are nutritious and packed with protein. They could help feed the world and reduce the effects of food production on climate change. How does that sound to you? Bugs for breakfast. Uh, it wasn't just CNN, it was also uh, The Guardian newspaper. The Guardian newspaper headline, it was headlines all over the world actually. Uh, this is October 15th of 2018, an article uh, on The Guardian in uh, the UK. It says, would you eat insects to save the planet from global warming? 
and it says that more people would give up meat for edible bugs if they believed that they were tasty and trendy. And they have a salad with grasshoppers on it as the topping. So uh, this is all part of what is coming with the Great Reset. Now, another interesting thing that happened uh, recently was there was, in July of 2020, there was a virtual um, cyber warfare uh, convention financed by the World Economic Forum with Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum, as the main speaker, the keynote speaker, one of the main speakers. Uh, and this was called the Cyber Polygon, the Cyber Polygon. And this was in July of 2020, so just a few months ago. And uh, it says, what is the Cyber Polygon? The Cyber Polygon is a unique cybersecurity event that combines the world's largest technical training for corporate teams and an online conference featuring senior officials from international organizations and leading corporations. Every year, the training brings together a wide range of global businesses and government structures, while the live stream gathers millions of spectators from around the world. And here is none other than the world famous Klaus Schwab, 82-year-old founder, German founder of the World Economic Forum, who is gonna be a household name very, very soon. Klaus Schwab, he is bringing in the Great Reset. And this was uh, his, you can watch his video online actually, uh, uh, from this, um, this cyber conference. And it says here on the World Economic Forum's website, it says, cybercrime is maturing. Here are six ways organizations can keep up. Now, it's very interesting that the World Economic Forum held the Event 201 event and financed it and paid for it in New York with Bill Gates and the National Institute of Health, CDC, the World Health Organization, Johns Hopkins University, in addition to tons of other people, of a uh, imaginary coronavirus pandemic and how the world would respond last October 2019, Event 201, well, this was July of 2020, and the Klaus Schwab, who's the founder of the World Economic Forum, made a prediction. He made a prediction that there was going to be a cyber attack against the Western powers of the world last July. And he said, there's a cyber attack coming. We don't know where or when, but we know we need to prepare for this, kind of like we knew there was a coronavirus pandemic coming, I guess, uh, at the event 201. And he says, so we need to really uh, work on uh, cybersecurity and uh, all of the, uh, you know, CIA and all the intelligence services around the world need to get together and, and plan for this hack. And he says, they're going to go after the power grid and they're going to go after the internet. They're going to go after utilities, like, for example, nuclear power plants or um, the gas companies. They're going to go after your uh, uh, telephone providers, your cell service providers, basically is what he was warning. Interesting, just about two weeks ago, there was a hack that happened all over America and Canada and Europe and the Western world, primarily the allied nations of the Western governments of the world, were hacked by a quote-unquote foreign actor. They say it's from Russia. You know, those doggone Russian hackers are always hard at work. Uh, they make a great scapegoat for the powers that be who are actually behind these things. And, um, and so exactly as the prophet Klaus Schwab predicted, that's exactly what happened. Now, we haven't seen yet what the consequence is going to be, but just know it's the biggest hack in world history. 
they monitored all of our US government agencies for at least 10 months, these foreign agent hackers, sweeping and vacuuming in all of the passwords, all of the user IDs, all of the codes of how the nuclear power plants are run, uh, or probably our Department of Defense, I would imagine, although they're not saying that yet. They got into our US Treasury, the uh, department that, that prints money. They got into the Federal Reserve Banks. They got into many of the state governments. Uh, and this is just what they're telling us. We don't know how much was hacked. They hacked the top level of all of the governments of the Western world uh, in, until they got all the data that they needed and then they revealed it in uh, December of 2020 that we have been hacking you since last uh, or earlier this year in February and basically we're letting you know we have all your data. And they're saying our CIA doesn't know what they have, our uh, you know, uh, NSA, uh, uh, National Security Agency, FBI, we don't know what we lost but we know that they now have the codes to shut off our power. In other words, they have all the codes of the utility companies, so they know how to shut off the power with PG&E, because PG&E shut off their power to certain parts of the state over the summer, and they were being monitored. So they know the codes to shut the power grid off. They know the codes to shut off the, the nuclear power plants also, uh, or to perhaps spin the centrifuges of the nuclear power plants. Uh, we don't know exactly how much they took, uh, but it's interesting that Klaus Schwab predicted it six months ago, and now it has happened. And he is predicting there's going to be a massive hacker attack against the Western world, specifically Western Europe and America, that we need to prepare for that's going to be far worse than the COVID-19. Imagine if your power gets shut off, your Wi-Fi goes down, you have no power, you have no internet, you have no electricity, you have no natural gas, you have no heat in your home, you have no air conditioning in your home in the uh, summertime. Throughout a lot of America, you would be baking to death uh, if you had no AC in the summertime. So they're gonna have tremendous influence uh, if they do decide to shut down the power grid because people will be begging them to turn the power back on. And, you know, maybe they'll just say, if you just take a jab in the arm and get the vaccine, we'll turn your power back on. But if you don't take the jab, sorry, we can't help you. You see, this is what a lot of people believe is coming. That's why we think 2021 is not going to be a better year than 2020, because this is all being orchestrated towards, it's a, it's a means to an end. And these people don't care about us. They don't care about being made in God's image. They're not Christians. They're not Jewish. They don't hold to what we hold to uh, as, as the fact that we were created, Genesis 127, in the image of God. And therefore, every human being uh, has a value because we're made in God's image. We have a soul. We have a spirit. They don't believe this. They believe we're just a bunch of atoms and molecules and evolved monkeys from nothing, that we just evolved from, from nowhere. And so it's just like Darwin's survival of the fittest. Why would they care? about the less fit. The animal kingdom doesn't care about the less, less fit, and these people are not Christians. So why are they doing this? Why do they, why do they spend all these billions of dollars to inoculate the Africans uh, you know, through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation or the Indians or what have you? I believe it's all to build this infrastructure that this has been in the plans for a long, long, long time, decades in the making, decades, maybe a century in the making uh, with the Rockefeller Foundation 
uh, in the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. You know, it's interesting, there is, a div there is a documentary online, if you could find it on BitChute, uh, with James Corbett, who a lot of people may think James Corbett is, is a crackpot uh, because he's a conspiracy theorist, but there is the best video on Bill Gates that I've ever found. It's two hours long, it's four parts, but it's two hours total. And it asks the question, who is Bill Gates? And everyone should watch this before they shut down the internet and take all of this off of the internet. Who is Bill Gates on BitChute is where I watch it. It's not on YouTube. He's been banished from YouTube and Facebook. Uh, but it'll tell you that Bill Gates, uh, his father was one of the founders of Planned Parenthood. He sat on the board of Planned Parenthood. His father, Bill Gates' dad, was a very uh, successful businessman and banker. So was uh, Bill Gates' mom. Uh, Bill Gates' grandfather was part of the eugenics society back in the 1920s, where they were talking about sterilizing races of people, less favored races. Hitler used a lot of that, and the Nazis used a lot of that uh, uh, technical information, medical information, of the eugenics program that was started here in the United States by the billionaires, the Rockefellers, the Carnegies, uh, uh, Bill Gates' grandfather was part of it, and so forth. And what they want to do is they want to minimize the population of the earth. It's interesting, whenever you hear Bill Gates talk, he'll say that he's going to give vaccines and population control, and he's going to give fresh water all around the world, and he's going to bring the population of the world down by 10 to 15 percent. Well, how do you bring the population of the world down 10 to 15 percent by improving their quality of life and giving them vaccines? You think you'd increase the population by 10 or 15 percent, Bill? Uh, well, I don't think that he's necessarily being honest with us about his pure uh, benevolent uh, motives and motivation for why he's spending his billions of dollars uh, to develop vaccines. And make no mistake about it, he's developing these vaccines. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation financed and funded the seed money for all of these vaccines that are coming out here uh, in America, the Moderna uh, and the Pfizer, et cetera, vaccines. So anyways, we're going to become a lot like China, is what they say. And if you look at what life is like in China, that is their model. Because everybody is compliant, everybody can be tracked everywhere they go. They have a social credit system in China where if you're a bad little boy or a bad little girl, you can't go into your house, they'll lock you out. Uh, you have an electronic key to get in and out of your house. You have to ride public transport because a lot of people don't own cars. You won't be able to ride public transport. You won't be able to get into your business to go to work if you speak against the government in China or you speak against the leader of China or the Communist Party of China or you don't follow all of the rules. It's called the social credit system. This is the model that is probably going to come to the whole world. At least that's what they want by 2030, the China model for the whole world. It's interesting that there are articles, uh, this is uh, December 2020, this article talks about China conducting biological tests to create super soldiers, the US spy chief says. Intelligence director John Ratcliffe claims human testing aims to develop soldiers with biologically enhanced capabilities. Well, they're communists in China. They're atheists. They don't believe in God. They don't believe uh, that man was made in the image of God. So of course they would use technology. It's called transhumanism to improve humanity, to make a super soldier. Um, John Ratcliffe right here on, this is on Fox Business, screenshot. The director of the National Intelligence says 
China's human rights violations, DNI, China conducting human experiments on soldiers. This is just a couple of weeks ago. So we know that the Chinese are already beginning to build super soldiers. Um, there is so much I could go into, but I do not have the time here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get through a little more of this information, but China is the model for them. China is the model. Um, so this is the infamous patent 666 that I told you about a couple of weeks ago. People think you're insane when you say that there's a patent from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, actually it's from Microsoft, which of course Bill Gates founded and he controls, even though he's no longer the CEO of Microsoft, he still uh, controls that company as much as he wants to. Um, and it was Microsoft, uh, no doubt with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation helping, that patented the patent number here, which is WO2020006060. So when you take out all the zeros and you take out the year 2020, it's 666. This is the patent. Now the patent is actually not for the vaccine. It's, it's, it's not directly in the vaccine, although it might be in the vaccine, but they don't publicize that, okay? The nanobots is what I'm talking about. But this is for a cryptocurrency system that uses body activity data. And you could go online, you could look it up for yourself. As a matter of fact, Rich, you sent this to me. Uh, and all of this is online. So the 666 patent with Bill Gates and with Microsoft is to create a cryptocurrency, uh, which is a cashless society system that uses body activity uh, for data. And I'll just read a little bit about it. It's talking about an electronic cash system. A blockchain is a data structure that stores a list of transactions and can be thought of as a distributed electronic ledger that records transactions between source identifiers and destination, destination identifiers, like Bitcoin is an example of this. The transactions are bundled into blocks and every block, except for the first block, refers back to or is linked to a prior block in the blockchain. Computer resources or nodes, etc., maintain the blockchain and cryptographically validate each new block and the transactions contained in the corresponding block. This validation process includes computationally uh, includes computationally solving a difficult problem that is also easy to verify and is sometimes called a quote proof of work. This process is referred to as mining like Bitcoin mining, if you ever heard that term. This is a new way of mining cryptocurrency. The mining may be a random process with low probability so that a lot of trial and error is required to solve a computationally difficult problem. Accordingly, the mining may require enormous amounts of computational energy. It is with respect to these and other general considerations that the following embodiments have been described. Also, although relatively specific problems have been discussed, it should be understood that the embodiments should not be limited to solving the specific problems identified in the, pack, in the background. Some exemplary embodiments of the present disclosure may use human body activity associated with a task provided to a user as a solution to mining challenges in cryptocurrency systems. For example, 
a brain wave or body heat emitted from the user when the user performs a task provided by an information or service provider, such as viewing advertisement or using certain internet services, can be used in the mining process. Make sure this is the... Make sure I'm not reading the same thing again. Uh, it's, he continues, instead of massive computation work required by some conventional cryptocurrency systems, like Bitcoin, for example, data generated based on the body activity of the user can be a proof of work, and therefore a user can solve the computationally difficult problem unconsciously. Accordingly, certain exemplary embodiments of the present disclosure may reduce computational energy for the mining process as well as make the mining process faster. Systems, methods, and hardware aspects of computer-readable storage media are provided herein for a cryptocurrency system. Interesting, they're developing a cryptocurrency system with patent number 666. Interesting to me. Using human body activity, which would mean it'd have to be in your body, on probably your right hand or your forehead, I would imagine, is where it's going to end up. According to various embodiments of the present disclosure, a server may provide a task to a device of a user which is communicatively coupled to the server. A sensor uh, communicate, communicatively, communicatively coupled to or compromised in the, in the device of the user may sense body activity of, of the user. Notice this. A sensor communicatively coupled to or comprised inside of or in the device of a user may sense body activity of the user. So they're going to start it off with like a band that you will wear, and you're going to get free money if you do it for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation or Microsoft to whoever it is that rolls this out. And you're going to be mining Bitcoin for them with your own body energy and your brain waves. Sounds like science fiction stuff, but here's the patent right here from Microsoft that this is not science fiction. And this was patented in 2019. Uh, we know that this is eventually going to go inside the body. Initially, they're telling you it's going to be outside the body, but eventually it can be in the body. It will probably work much better when it's inside of people's bodies. It says body activity data may be generated based on the sensed body activity of the user. A cryptocurrency system communicati communicatively uh, coupled to the device of the user may verify whether or not the body activity data satisfies one or more conditions set by the cryptocurrency system and award cryptocurrency to the user whose body activity data is verified. Examples are implemented as a computer process, a computing system, or as an article of manufacture. He continues, this is from their patent, this is directly from their, their, their patent information online. Uh, examples are implemented as a computer process, a computing system, or as an article of manufacture, such as a device, computer program product, or readable, computer-readable medium. According to one aspect, the computer program pro product is a computer storage medium readable by a computer system and encoding a computer program comprising instructions for executing a computer process. The summary is provided to in, uh, introduce a selection of concepts in a simplified form that are further described below in the detailed description. 
This summary is not intended to identify key features or essential features of the claimed subject matter, nor is it intended to be used to limit the scope of the claimed subject matter. In other words, they could put it into your body later. They're going to leave that option open. They're not limiting themselves to just wearing a band or limiting you to wearing it outside of your body. Um, anyways, this is just a couple of pages on that uh, fr from their uh, website, from the patent website for WO 2020-060606, which has to do with money, which has to do with buying and selling, and which has to do with wearing something on your body or later in your body. This is not science fiction, guys. This is happening. We just don't really understand what is coming. They do. They know what's coming, and they know the power uh, of this technology. Um, here's another printout from uh, this same um, publication. It's a cryptocurrency system using body activity data, and it says, uh, the abstract says at the bottom, the English says, human body activity associated with the tax task provided to a user may be used in a mining process of a cryptocurrency system. A server may provide a task to a device of a user, which is you know communicatively coupled to the server, et cetera. So it's pretty much the same thing I just read. So you may want to research that for yourself and see what is coming with uh, this uh, Microsoft computer programming device that people are going to wear and they're going to be mining Bitcoin or some cryptocurrency. Um, and no doubt they will also be tracked, monitored, and enslaved uh, by this technology. Now, the vaccine initially uh, is, is going to be, uh, it's not going to be mandated. It's not going to be required. It's going to be voluntary this COVID vaccine initially, but it's not gonna stay voluntary. At some point, it is gonna be mandated. It's going to be required. We know this because the Bible tells us this, that there's going to be some technology that's gonna be employed in the last days by which you will not be able to transact economic business by yourself without this technology. And that technology is gonna be directly tied to a world leader. And you won't be able to buy or sell without it, and you'll also be tracked if you do have it. Uh, and monitored. So uh, this vaccine, uh, the Moderna vaccine, the Pfizer vaccine specifically, are the two vaccines that are being injected right now into millions and millions of Americans, frontline workers and nurses and doctors and um, people living in uh, nursing homes and, and, and elderly facilities and so forth. This RNA vaccine from Wikipedia says this, that up until 2020, and this is again, this is from a screenshot of Wikipedia of what an RNA vaccine is. Up until December 2020, no mRNA or messenger RNA or an RNA that edits your DNA, that's what a messenger RNA is, it edits your DNA. It says up until December 2020, no mRNA vaccine, drug, or technology platform has ever been approved for use in humans. And before 2020, mRNA was only considered a theoretical or experimental candidate for use in humans. That should terrify you from getting your grandmother injected with this vaccine. There's no history of what this does to humans. This is on Wikipedia, okay? 
they're saying right off the gate, it's untested. It's an experimental sort of a treatment. It says up until December 2020, no mRNA vaccine, drug, or technology platform had ever been approved for use in humans. And before 2020, mRNA was only considered a theoretical or experimental candidate for use in humans. This is an experimental vaccine. And there's going to be so much pressure on you and your loved ones to get this vaccine. And I would advise you to do a tremendous amount of research into this before you allow them to inject something into your body that is going to permanently alter your genetic code, your DNA. That's what this does. The way that this works, and this is the reason they expedited this and got it out in six months rather than 10 or 12 years, as most flu vaccines take 10 or 12 years, at least six years, to go through the approval process, the testing process, the trials, etc., is because they're not giving you a little bit of the dose of the COVID-19 and allowing your own body's immunity to build a resistance and antibodies to the coronavirus. They are basically removing editing information in your genetic code, taking something out, putting something in that tells your body to start creating the antibodies for COVID-19 without ever having COVID-19. Sounds great, it's a fast track, it's super speed, it's warp speed, whatever you wanna call it, but it is experimental. They haven't even had success with this in lab rats. I mean, if you really study this, they, they, this should not be used on the human population. It's very, very risky. Uh, and there's a lot of scientists saying this, but they're just being silenced. There's a lot of doctors saying this, but doctors lose their medical license if they speak out against this. So people say, well, why is my doctor saying Well, because your doctor is working for the AMA, the CDC, the NIH. I mean, he's tied into the medical world. Uh, his funding is tied to coronavirus funding because there really is nothing else going on for these hospitals except for coronavirus money for them to keep their doors open. Uh, and he probably thinks, or she probably thinks, that they're helping people. Um, but that doesn't mean that you have to be a human guinea pig. This um, continues in Wikipedia. It says, as of December 2020, there are two novel or brand new mRNA vaccines awaiting emergency use authorization. They have since gotten the emergency use authorization. As COVID-19 vaccines, having completed the required eight-week period, uh, post-final human trials, mRNA-1273 from Moderna and BNT-162B2 from a BioNTech-Pfizer partnership, global regulators had to balance a lack of medium to long-term data on potential side effects from the novel mechanism of the new mRNA COVID-19 vaccines with the need to address the global coronavirus pandemic for which the faster production capability of mRNA vaccines is valuable. What could go wrong, right? Let's vaccinate the whole world with this experimental vaccine that alters your DNA. What could go wrong, I ask? What could go wrong? A lot could go wrong. Uh, and, and so when your doctor tells you that your pastor's a crackpot for telling you to really prayerfully consider and research whether or not to get this shot, you can let them know. You can go right to Wikipedia. And they're warning you, this is not tested. It's not proven. Therefore, it's really not medically safe. As a matter of fact, what's really scary is that uh, we are seeing already 
that employers are requiring employees to get the COVID-19 vaccine. And it isn't even really here yet. It's just enough for the frontline workers, the doctors, the hospitals, the you know, firefighters, EMT, the military, and the seniors right now. Uh, there, there isn't enough of it to go around. They're making more, of course, of these vaccines. But this article from foxbusiness.com says the EEOC says employers can require employees to get the COVID-19 vaccine. What does that mean? It means that your boss and your company can require you to get the vaccine or you lose your job and you cannot sue them over it. That's what that means. It says 63% of Americans now say they're willing to get the vaccine. Amazing how the brainwashing is taking effect. I think it's now closer to 70% of Americans uh, are now saying they're willing to take the vaccine and that's gonna continue to increase as they censor out information from the news, from the internet, from the media, warning people about these dangers and they just continue to repeat the mantra that this is safe and it's safe and it's safe and you know, you're gonna save the world and save your grandma if you just take this shot. Uh, as healthcare workers and the elderly began receiving the long-awaited COVID-19 vaccine this week, the Equal, Opportunity of, uh, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, EEOC, released updated guidelines clarifying that employers can uh, um, require their employees to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, you, you know that people are getting very sick and there are people that are dying all over the world and the media is not covering it who are taking these shots. You saw the woman pass out. Many of you saw the nurse, bless her heart, who took the shot in Nashville, Tennessee before all the cameras and then she collapsed and she passed out as soon as she got the shot. My mom is a nurse. She worked at, she's a CNA, she worked, my stepmom, she worked in the, in, in the emergency room for 40 years. She's been a nurse all her life. And she worked in the emergency room for, um, she worked as a nurse for 40 years. She worked in the emergency room for probably 20 years. And she used to give flu shots to people. It was part of what she did. And I said, did you ever see people pass out when they got a flu shot? She goes, never. You know, did you ever hear of people going into anaphylactic shock and needing to be shocked back to life when they got a flu shot? When you were in the emergency room for 20 years? She says, never. Have you ever seen somebody who got a flu shot and then all of a sudden their throat swelled up uh, and they couldn't breathe and they had to give them a shot of adrenaline, uh, an EpiPen, in order to open up their throat so they could breathe? Was that normal with a flu shot? Because these are the side effects of people getting this vaccine and the media is not really covering it. Um, Alaska officials uh, stated that two healthcare workers in that state experienced allergic reactions. They're calling it allergic reactions to the Pfizer product. One worker, described as a middle-aged woman with no previous allergy history, stabilized after treatment Tuesday following a rapid heartbeat, trouble breathing, a skin rash, and redness. CBS News reported she was admitted to a Juneau hospital for monitoring. The second employee experienced milder sim symptoms, including eye puffiness, lightheadedness, and a scratchy throat, the report said. The Alaska hospital has vaccinated about a quarter of the 400 employees who made the request. Well, that would be a quarter of 400 employees would be 100 employees, and they had two people get really sick. That's 2% of the people getting the shot are having major problems. That's not normal for a flu shot. Normally it's one out of 10,000. One out of 100,000 get a flu shot and have some sort of reaction to it. Not one out of, not one out of 50 or two out of 100 is, is the case right now. As a matter of fact, they're saying that 
6% or one out of every 200 people are having a severe reaction to this shot. One out of every 200 people, they know this. That's not normal for a flu shot, guys, because this is not a normal flu shot. The flu shot has never edited your DNA before. It's never happened before with the flu shot. And they're not telling us that they're putting robots into our bodies too. The nanobots are going in with this. So no doubt the body uh, is trying to fight this off because it's an invader uh, into the body. The Pfizer and the uh, BioNTech vaccine received FDA approval earlier this month with shipments starting December 13th and vaccinations underway a day later. On Friday, the FDA approved a second vaccine made by Moderna. Federal officials have announced agreements for a total of 200 million doses of the Moderna product and 100 million doses of the Pfizer product. Um, so anyways, I, I have so much information here, so, so many articles that I could read to you. I just don't have time. Um, here's, a, here's an article in Time Magazine, not, not, not a right-wing conspiracy theory website, Time Magazine, owned by the billionaires who are running this thing. Um, it says, in Germany, this is, uh, this is actually back in 2009, but it goes to show you the pattern. It says, in Germany, a better vaccine for politicians, question mark, so you see people lining up, Mike Pence and the rest lining up, and they take their shot, Dr. Fauci, whoever else. Guess what? They could have a totally different shot that they're getting. Have you ever thought about that? It could have the same label on it, but it's actually different stuff in the vial. Have you ever thought that could be a possibility if somebody was, like, trying to trick us? So they knew that in Germany back in 2009, there was a different vaccine for the politicians. This is Time Magazine. So do we think that they've cleaned up their accents then and they're much more honest and more integrous now than they were back in 2009? This article says critics are calling it a two-tiered healthcare system, one for the politically well-connected, another for the hoi polloi. As German, Germany launched its mass vaccination program against the H1N1 flu virus on Monday, the government found itself fending off accusations of favoritism because it was offering one vaccine believed to have fewer side effects to civil servants, politicians, and soldiers, and another potentially riskier vaccine to everyone else. The government had hoped that the Germans would rush to health clinics to receive vaccinations against the rapidly spreading disease, but now rising anger over the different drugs. Time Magazine. So, um, could that be happening today? Certainly can be. Uh, this is um, from December 17, 2020. It says, who wants to be a guinea pig? Health workers balk at the vaccine. 40% of staff at one Chicago hospital refuse to take. As tens of thousands of doses of the new Pfizer COVID vaccine make their way across the country, some healthcare workers first on the list to receive the two-stage jab are leery of the emerging treatment which mainstream pundits warned would take a miracle to produce before the end of the year. There's some doctors and nurses who were saying we're not gonna take it. There was one uh, hospital in Texas where 50% of the hospital workers said, we don't want the vaccine, you know, we'll pass. We'll take our chances with COVID. And of course, eventually they're gonna tie it to money. Uh, this is December 5th, 2020. Uh, more than half in the uh, a fire department of New York say they'll refuse the COVID-19 vaccination. The fire department of New York didn't want to take this vaccine, 50% uh, plus uh, when it first came out. However, just in case you're wondering, 
you can't sue Pfizer or Moderna if you have severe COVID side effects, uh, COVID vaccine side effects. He says the government likely won't compensate you for damages either. This is published uh, December 17th, 2020. And so under the PREP Act, companies like Pfizer and Moderna have total immunity from liability if something unintentionally goes wrong with their vaccines. A little-known government program provides benefits to people who can prove they suffered serious injury from a vaccine, but not for this vaccine. They have complete and total immunity from being sued for any side effects or adverse reactions. There's no liability for these companies at all, and they are making hundreds of billions of dollars on selling these vaccines. Some of them say that uh, some of these COVID vaccines, uh, people have shown uh, positive for HIV in, in Australia when they've taken this vaccine. All of a sudden, they turn up HIV positive. I wonder how that could happen, um, but it does happen. It did happen uh, there in Australia. The Australian government has canceled further development of a COVID-19 vaccine after several trial participants had false positive tests for HIV. They say false positive tests for HIV. Uh, here's another headline. The WHO chief, a World Health Organization chief, warns vaccine won't end COVID-19. Listen to this. The guy who's running the whole thing, the World Health Organization, the chief of WHO, says the vaccine won't end COVID-19 pandemic as Moderna and Pfizer announced early successes, then why do we all have to be injected so rapidly by this? Why do we all, why are we being funneled uh, into uh, a, a solution where we're going to lose our job or we're not gonna be able to shop anymore or we can't work at a hospital or whatever it is that they're gonna take away from you. Can't fly on an airplane, you can't go into a public bus, go into a government building if you don't take the vaccine when they know it's not gonna end COVID-19. That's why you're going to have to continue to go back to get more and more and more vaccine shots from them. Uh, and again, I believe that they are actually injecting nanobots into your body and they can't inject all the nanobots and all of the gene editing material at one time because you're, you would either die or your, pod, your body would totally react to it to push it out. The natural God-given immune system would fight it. So they have to do it in little drips or little increments to build it up to whatever it is that they are going to try and accomplish. But there are uh, medical workers having anaphylactic reactions uh, within 10 minutes of receiving the vaccine at the Bartlett Regional Hospital in Juneau on Tuesday. Uh, this is the one that experienced rash over her face and torso, shortness of breath, and the elevated heart rate. Um, they were, she was given a shot of uh, epinephrine, a standard treatment for severe allergic reactions. Uh, however, you know, when somebody has an uh, allergic reaction, who can't eat shellfish or peanuts or whatever, and they go into anaphylactic shock, they could die if you're not there. So now, if you were given this vaccine, they have to have resuscitation equipment right by you in case you die when you get the vaccine. This is what came out of Europe because two people went into anaphylactic shock and almost died, and they had to bring them back. So that means that you have to have somebody there who's trained to give you the epi shot, adrenaline, in case your throat starts closing, allergic reaction, they say, um, or they have to shock you back to life with those little pads. Uh, that's resuscitation. There's so much more information here, guys. I wish I had time to go over. Um, I think we're going to stop there for tonight. Um, 
I got through probably like maybe one five hundredth of the information I was trying to go, maybe, maybe one two hundredth or something like that of the information that I wanted to try and present tonight. I knew there was no way that I could present all of this. And we're in church, so, you know, this is a, this is a Bible study and this is church. And when we come back on Sunday, I'll do one more message on this. As I told you I could do this for the whole year probably and give you new information. Uh, more information keeps coming out actually about all of this, but um, we'll, we'll get back to our chapter and verse studies through the Bible. Uh, we're gonna do one more message on the Great Reset this Sunday. I encourage you to come out for that. And um, I know I'm going to have a lot of people wanting my resources and my documentation. So uh, pray for me that I'll be able to organize all of this and put it together so that people can share it and people can access it. But I'm not a crackpot. Um, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. These, everything I'm telling you is facts. Everything I've told you today is facts from the people who are running this thing primarily or planning this thing. And so if, if people think that you're going to a church with a crackpot conspiracy theorist pastor, um, I don't know, maybe guilty as charged. <laughs> we can't wait to get you back in the pulpit, Pastor Bob. We miss your humor, really. We miss you. So anyways, let's pray, guys, and we're going to have communion. I'm so glad that you all stuck around. I didn't expect so many to stick around this long. Um, it's already 11.15, and we want to end this by 11.30 tonight so that you can get home, uh, at least get on the road before all the drunks are on the road. And um, we're going to have communion, so we're going to have the worship team come back up and do one more song, and then we'll, we'll take communion together. Let's, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for truth. Lord, that's what we're trying to decipher here and to determine and to distinguish and to discern is the truth from the lies. There are so many lies swirling around right now in the media and in the governments of the world. And e even in the medical communities, there's so much misinformation about what's really happening uh, Lord, it, it, it seems to me and to us that we are living in the last days that you predicted. It seems that this one world government that you predicted is coming and that perhaps is almost here. And yet we know, Lord, that you told us that when you begin to see these things take place, all of these things, look up for your redemption draws near. And so, Jesus, that's our hope that you're coming back for us. We know you're going to strengthen us, Lord. You always strengthen your people for times of difficulty and adversity. Help us, Lord God, to be those who have our own minds and do our own thinking, Lord, and seek you in prayer and with wise counsel before we make any decisions to inject any sort of vaccine, experimental or otherwise, into our bodies, Lord. Uh, may we know what we're doing to our bodies, for our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we know, Lord, that COVID-19 has a 997 percent success rate or recovery rate uh, that means that it's only 0.03 percent of the people who get COVID who die especially for those who are under 70 years old and so it seems to me that the um, risks associated with the vaccine are far greater to us than the virus itself so give us wisdom Lord God especially with our loved ones with our seniors Lord uh, those who trust the government and trust their doctors, Lord, and believe everything that they say as gospel. Help us, Father, to 
uh, be informed ourselves so that we can inform others and give us the fortitude, the strength, Lord God, uh, and the, um, j just the power from your Holy Spirit to be able to stand in the evil day that we are facing. For indeed, this is an evil day, Lord. The world is not crying out to Jesus, not turning to you for salvation. The world is thinking that we're going to solve this problem without you. And that is a big problem for the population of our world. We know that the Antichrist is coming. We know the devil is planning his plan to take over this world. Uh, and we pray, Father, we would lead many to righteousness and to salvation in these last days. Bless your people. Protect us. Thank you for protecting our church from any outbreaks or problems. All these months that we've been open, Lord, in obedience to you and disobedience to the governor, Lord, we're here for you. Lord, we're your people, and we ask your blessings and your protection and your safety upon us. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all so much for coming out tonight. We all want to thank you for listening. If this message has blessed you, as we all pray that it has, send the link to this podcast to your friends. Working together, we can get Michael's teaching of the whole of God's inerrant word to all those who hunger to hear it. If you would like to see this ministry expand to reach even more of the broken and lost, if you have questions, comments, and prayer requests, email us at podcast at gmail.com. We would be honored to pray for you, as we hope you are praying for us. Good day and God bless from City on a Hill Church, Tehachapi, California.